The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 599. Today, I don't know how this didn't become very big news, but it's been confirmed in two different new canon stories. Chewbacca actually has a medal. We'll give you all the details here. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and let me set the scene for you, if I may. It's the end of Star Wars, aka A New Hope, and Princess Leia is handing out the Medals of Bravery to Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, and it's a wonderful moment where everybody's happy, and C-3PO and R2-D2 are completely restored and cleaned up and all that fun stuff, and everybody's excited, and they turn around to face the assembled rebel troops and techs and all those folks, and Chewbacca's on the steps with them, but no medal. He didn't receive a medal, and yet he's still asked to stand there and go, (laughs) and this has been a point of contention for some Star Wars fans for a number of years, the fact that he was not presented with a medal, despite the fact that he was clearly an active participant in rescuing the princess and helping with the destruction of the Death Star. So... There have been attempts, I guess, to basically retroactively fix this mistake. In the old Legends universe, there were situations where Chewie was given a medal in a private ceremony where Princess Leia had to stand on a table in order to properly drape it around him. I guess they thought that that wouldn't be becoming a princess to do that. Although, gee whiz, I'm sure they could have figured out some other way to (laughs) do that. And George Lucas, I gather, had waved away the question of you know why they didn't give a medal at the ceremony by saying, ah, Wookiees don't like those sorts of things. And yeah, I guess it's kind of a cheap and easy way to dodge out of that question for sure. But hey, he's the creator. I guess he can decide those things if he wants to. But the Expanded Universe did try to rectify that decision and give him a medal. And then it got thrown out for all intents and purposes when the expanded universe became legends and so suddenly Chewie didn't have a medal again. Well, it turns out the story group sought to rectify that particular situation and give him a medal after all. And yet, there were a couple of news stories about it, but it didn't get blown up the way that I would have expected something like this to get blown up. But I didn't discover it myself until very recently in reading Smuggler's Run, which was one of the books that came out in the Journey to the Force Awakens run-up on Force Friday. So back in September of 2015, the fine folks at Lucasfilm actually restored Chewie's medal. And they did so in the very beginning of the book, practically, in Chapter 1, Waiting to Hurry. This is what is said in the novel Smuggler's Run by Greg Rucka. The Wookiee sighed a low rumble and gazed at the medal in his palm. On the humans it looked substantial and solid, fit to be worn around the neck. In his hand the scale was altered, and if he brought his fingers together he could conceal it entirely. A pretty thing, hastily engraved in a stylized flower, meant perhaps to recall the emblem of the Republic. At its heart a rising sun, halfway above the horizon, 
both symbolized the dawn of a new hope in the wake of this victory over the Galactic Empire and recalled the Death Star's destruction. He sighed a second time, tucked the award into the satchel that hung from the bandolier of bowcaster ammunition slung over his left shoulder and leaned forward in his seat to peer out the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. So yeah, there it is, just as simply restored and simply tucked away again as though it doesn't really matter. And in a sense, I guess it doesn't because Chewie knows what he's done and maybe Lucas was right. (laughs) Wookiees care not for these kinds of trifles. In fact, actually in the Chewbacca comic series, and a little spoiler alert for you here, if you have not read that yet, he gives it away at the end of that five-issue comic series. And that's as much of a spoiler as we're going to give you on the thing, other than to say, I guess, the fact that his compatriot in the adventure, Zaro, survives. So I guess that is a bit of a spoiler as well. And he basically, when asked why he's giving it away, just kind of growls and goes, rah, 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 rah. and she replies, or does, yeah, it would kind of clash with your whole warrior vibe. And I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there are some warriors out there who like to wear all of their medals as often as they can. But I think what we're supposed to take from this is the fact that, A, Chewie does not need a medal to understand that he is the bee's knees <laughs> to begin with, and B, he feels like he doesn't need to wear a medal to tell the rest of the world, the rest of the galaxy, if you will, that he is the bee's knees and to warn them that they've got somebody serious to deal with. I think Chewie in his own right is a pretty serious guy to deal with in the first place. And I'd love to know what you think about this, both from the perspective of, hey, you know, just like last time, they have retconned the Star Wars movie to give Chewie a medal, so that's its own decision. But also, B, this is probably the biggest thing that they have restored from the expanded universe so far. I mean, I gather there were some things from the Darth Plagueis novel that got restored in the Tarkin novel, but... I don't think anything as big as this, so would love to hear your thoughts at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7x7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com slash SW7X7. Okie dokie, let's get you a trivia question here, shall we? You might need this. Last time we asked you what words were listed in all caps aside from the title itself in the opening crawl of The Force Awakens, and those four words were First Order, Republic, and resistance. Today's question, when Han and Chewie were inside the thermal oscillator building, who went up and who went down in setting the charges? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you're forced to use a blaster to defeat a cyborg, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at patreon.com slash sw7x7. It's not uncivilized, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.